back to the Annie Gamers podcast. This is episode three for Wednesday, July 16th, 2008. In this episode, you'll hear a recording of a panel I attended on the second day of Anime Next called Fan Subbing. It was hosted by Greg Ayers, a voice actor who you may have heard in Air Gear, Beck, Full Metal Panic, Gravion, Negima, Spiral, and Welcome to the NHK, among many others. The panel, as its name suggests, revolves around one of the hottest topics in anime fandom right now, fan subs. I personally thought it was one of the best panels I've ever heard at a convention, so I hope you agree. This episode has no audio errors. I mean, I know it's not the Annie Gamers podcast without them, but I used a professional microphone for this episode, so it'll hopefully sound a whole lot better. The only problem is I missed probably about a half hour of the panel, so... It's going to start off partway through. You could figure it out, though. I mean, the beginning was just Greg and the audience listing off different reasons why people download fan subs. It's not much that you missed. The real meat of the panel is later. Well, here goes. Uh, the anime industry only makes up 1% of the entertainment industry. That's tiny. Um, it's like... I'm not gonna bag. It's too early to start bagging on Tom Cruise just yet. Um, it's a. Uh, it, it makes up such a minuscule part of, of the overall entertainment market. Um, so yes, Lost can sell a whole season for thirty nine ninety nine because millions of people are going to buy it. Do you think that millions is a number that anime distributors ever hear? Not unless you have Dragon Ball Z, uh, Full Metal Alchemist, Inuyasha. There's so a few small examples, but a, ma- a majority of anime companies, hang on, we're not through that part yet, um, do not see sales in the millions. They see sales in the thousands, sometimes not even in the tens of thousands. Uh, did you have something you want to add on that? Yeah. And there's that idea that nobody realizes that the more you buy and the more of a market there is, the cheaper it'll be. Uh, that goes back to the days of how many of y'all were around when the subtitle versus dubbed VHSs were, you know, you had to pay. People always hated, people always hated that the subtitled version cost more. They're like, ADV wants us to buy the dub, so they're making it cheaper. The dub costs more money to make. It costs us more money to dub a show than it would be to release it with no dub at all. So why was the dub cheaper? Why? Sold more units. Sold more units, and it's a supply and demand thing. If I take a business card to a printer and say, I want 2,000 of these, I can get it much cheaper than if I say, can you just make 200 of these? Because there's, there's a cheaper break the more you buy. Um, the fact is, the more we buy anime, the cheaper it gets. Old school fans, is anime not the cheapest we've ever known it in our lifetime? Yes, sure beats $70 for a VHS with two episodes on it, right? Or a crappy OVA that's $80 on Laserdisc that is, what, 45 minutes of animation? Or something like The Humanoid? Does anybody detect anybody bitter about buying The Humanoid on Laserdisc? Not at all. I'm just saying if you put a sexy robot on the cover, you better have a sexy robot in the show, or you can have a bunch of angry 16-year-old boys. That's all I'm saying. So, uh, anyway, uh... 
the, the, the deal is that, that anime is the cheapest it's ever been. People that complain about the price of anime really don't have a leg to stand on with old school fans because we, as, as fans, and the word fan means we're kind of fanatical about things, we would go to great lengths in the older days to find what we wanted, to find the Criterion collection of Akira, or the special laser disc of Tenchi Moyo that came with like a decal, or some any little extra that we could get. We're just like, did you see what I got from Japan? You know, it's a big deal. Well, the funniest thing is one of our biggest allies in 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 this business was a, a, a company called Suncoast. Uh, they were the most dedicated retailer ever to anime. And yet, all I heard the last two years of their existence was, well, I don't buy anything from Suncoast because it's $30. Suncoast was one of the only companies that was having to sell at what is called a manufactured suggested retail price. Um, companies like Best Buy can sell for $19 because they operate on a principle called loss leader. They take a total loss on one product so they can sell you another product at a ridiculous rate. You can find anime and music in Best Buy for like $12 and $19 for a DVD. Try to find a crappy USB keyboard for like 16 bucks. You will not find one in a Best Buy. You can buy the Logitech Super Laser Digital will hermetically seal itself to your lab keyboard for like $200, but you cannot buy a $20 keyboard there. It just doesn't exist. They move more merchandise so they can sell it at a lower price. Well, the problem is, because anime fans didn't support Suncoast, guess what? You know the story. How many Suncoasts do you have close by you? There are a few left in the country, but not many. And, and that was one of the companies that I could go in at any time of the day and find every single Dragon Ball DVD that known to, was known to man. They even had the VHS that when you stacked them up, you saw the little dragon on the side. You could go in and buy Boogie Pop Phantom, you could buy Ping Pong Club, you could buy, you know, Slayers, you could buy anything. It wasn't just what was out and what was hot now. They were definitely dedicated to anime fans. FYE. No, it's not FYE's fault. Uh, it's not even Transworld's fault. Um, that was a company that did a lot for us as fans, but the fact is that even if it was $39.99 a disc, it's still cheaper than what we used to pay. Now, those of y'all that have lived in Japan, how cheap is anime to buy in Japan? <laughs> no, it's cheap. Yes. In that defense, nothing is cheap. Like DVDs, 80 bucks. Yeah, yeah. CDs, nothing, 40 bucks. nothing is cheap. But, but what's the difference ratio of number of episodes per disc? Two or three episodes a disc, and you pay roughly about sixty dollars American. But it's but it's always been that way. They've oh, never had the six disc episodes. Yeah, I mean six episode disc. Yeah, but yes, six disc episode. That's a very that's one long Dragon Ball Z episode. Next on Dragon Ball Z. But uh, the fact is that you can buy anime cheaper in this country than anywhere else. Uh, you get more bang for your buck here. Uh, you never would find a DVD that has a gift inside that we call extras for anything under $90 to $100 in Japan. Um, the, the, Fushigi, uh, the Fushigi Yuki Ekiden CD, I mean DVD, came with pencil boards. 
and it was only like I think 49 bucks, and that was a long time ago even. Um, the dot hack box was ridiculous. It was so cool with all the extras. Saddest thing is, guess who put more extras in their box sets than anybody around? Kenny Young. Who doesn't exist? Kenny Young. Um, the fact is, money cannot be the argument here because it doesn't work in any other form of argument. If I am, oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't talking, I, I was like, wait, maybe she thinks I'm talking directly to her. What, what were you about to say? Oh, that's right, because that was the one you said. I'm sorry. I looked right at you. It was just luck. Okay. No, it was totally luck. And, and, and that's what, that's why I do this panel. I, I, I met with Arthur Smith, who's the president of Gonzo International. And we, uh, we talked about the fact that there are two ways to, there are two ways to deal with this to an audience, uh, to an audience of fans. You either go after them legally, which we both agreed was a ridiculous idea, or you talk about educating people. And the fact is, I understand what it is to be broke because I am an actor for a living. So nobody knows what it's like to be broke like me. I am more broke than when I was in art school. So that should say something uh, at the Art Institute uh, of the world. So since I know this is being videotaped. Um, but I have less money in my bank account now as an actor than I have at any other point in my life. And you know what? Here's the big argument for that. I shouldn't even have the money for these ridiculous things that are bad for me and are really expensive in this region. Seven bucks. I don't have seven bucks to throw away. But you know what? Anything that I want that requires money, I will find money for it. I cannot go into a store and go, Man, I'm hungry. Uh, I'm just gonna take a few of these cookies, is that all right? You get shot in some neighborhoods. And you know what, that anime will still be available for purchase after your rent is paid. We're gonna talk about that because we're gonna talk about ways to get anime cheap or free in a second when we get to taste test. There are ways that you can watch anime perfectly legal and not have to pay a lot of money for it. But the fact is that not having money is no excuse to steal. And that's, at the, at the end of the day, a lot of people don't like the fact that I refuse to call it anything other than stealing. It's stealing. It is straight up stealing. Taking someone else's property without their permission is stealing under any other sense of the word. What we have, what we have done as fans is we have romanticized the idea of getting this secret taste test or this, you know, oh, I'm a fan, so I deserve this. Um, Zach Bertsky from the Anime News Network had the most beautiful description of what the word fan should mean. He said, a fan, the, the title of fan, means that you support something with your money that then goes back to the original creator, which allows them to continue what they do, hence making you a part of the creation process. That makes you a fan. You are part of the organism that continues to create and entertain. But to say, just because I like something, uh, and I'm going to take it for free, and discuss it on the internet with people that also like to take it for free, and tell all my friends about it, and show them where they can get it for free, you're not a fan, and you're not helping the industry. What you're doing is adding a bunch of fleas on top of an already flea-ridden dog. What you are indeed is a parasite and a leech. You're not helping anything. And eventually, 
You can love that dog for all it's worth, but when that dog runs out of blood, you got a dead dog. And that's what we, we have an industry that is limping right now, probably in a wheelchair at this point, with someone else pushing. Um, this industry is in danger right now. If you don't believe me, read all the headlines on Anime News Network. Every day you find out about a magazine folding, or a company dropping a title, or a title being taken away from someone. Those are not good times. So the idea that just because they have no money does not mean that I will wrap my head around the idea that I can steal it and somehow it's good. So I will go, if, does anybody have anything about the not no money? Yes, I see one, yes, yes, you, yes, first, no, her, and then you. No. Much less. And to say that anime is not popular is a farce, too, because every convention that I go to every year, their attendance grows. Somebody's paying money to get in here. The, the popularity of Dolphy dolls, those freaking dolls, some of them are $900 a piece. And yet I met a girl that had this special limited edition bunny doll that you could only get if you bought 19 of them. Even if it was a cheap $200 doll, 19 times $200, that's a crap load of money. Yeah, so, so to say there's no money and that everyone's broke is kind of a ridiculous argument. Yeah. Well, and what's the most popular room at any convention? The dealer's room. Totally. There's lots of money being exchanged in the name of anime. None of it is hitting the anime industry at this point, which is kind of sad. Yeah. Yes, but advertisers pay that money. Yeah, exactly. Advertisers pay that money, correct. And we in turn pay, when we broadcast anime, we also pay a licensing fee to the Japanese. We have broadcast licenses. Yeah, and it's like, you should be able to go to many Colorado watching that, watch that particular tribe, and... Which episode is this? Feeling like parasols and all over again. Don't know where we're going. Okay. Here's the thing, if I hear a song on the radio, well, let's say, the new dance sensation that is, I don't know, Britney Spears' latest I'm Losing My Mind song. Uh, let's say I want to play that at, at my rave, or I want to listen to it later at home. What do I do? I go buy the CD. Or I download it on iTunes, or Dance Tunes, or Beatport, or tracks to burn. There's a million places to get legal music now online, right on your computer, so you can watch it on your computer. It is. It's there. It exists. Yes. Yeah. But you know what? You don't get your internet for free, do you? Oh, wow. That's another, that's another issue altogether. 
But yeah, wait, we have way too many hands left. Well, let's. I think I think for DVD prices, anime is about as cheap as it can get. What you're seeing right now with companies is they're trying to reinvent DVD sales. In fact, uh, you're seeing it with the thin pack. The thin pack didn't exist a few years ago. That is a marketing technique trying to see, hey, can we get them to buy it this way? Funimation has now started releasing a half a series at a time. How many of you are aware that Aquarium, you only have to buy two? The first half and the second half. Ragnarok, the animation, which while I loved working on that show, it's not the biggest um, Academy Award-winning piece of animation. Uh, but they released it two discs at a time. So you were getting an average of 9 to 13 episodes per, per price or per purchase. Um, companies are reinventing themselves, trying to do anything they can to get you guys to buy something. So um, I don't know how much cheaper it's going to get. That's not to say that it couldn't get cheaper. I think if we move to a legal digital distribution package, maybe so. But that's kind of getting ahead of all of this just yet. But I will talk about that. Yeah. I think that um, the argument that you're making is more prevalent in Colorado. Where now that the industry um, is taking notice and is starting to reinvent itself, it's yeah. starting to become less and less. Um, it is and it isn't because these companies can't survive on no revenue. And while, yes, they're doing what they can to meet fan needs. Uh, Genion didn't plan on going out of business. They didn't. They didn't say, you know what, we're going to start uh, 12 shows and then call it a day. Um, things like rent, light, licensing fees, all those things cost money. And while they are trying to regroup and redivide and redecide how to do things, there still needs to be revenue. So right now, yes, it's still a very relevant argument because they're all in, they're all in need. So what? I'm not saying the argument. Now that the industry is starting to reinvent itself, it's helping companies make it less. Yeah, and, and, that, and that's the thing. They are trying, and one of the biggest deciding factors in how slow it's taking is actually the Japanese. The funniest conversation I heard retold was a meeting between, I probably shouldn't say the studios, I know too much sometimes, but I have to watch what I say on these panels um, because I have a big mouth and I say, this company said, but uh, there was a big new show, fantastic show with a huge fan following before it ever hit the show. <clears throat> and they wanted to meet with the American distribution house because they had figured out a way to make a bunch of money on the show. They're like, we think we know how we can keep this show in the black. And they said, okay, we'll meet with you when you're in said city. And their plan involved asking, do you think we could get the internet shut down for you? And that's something that we see over and over again is that uh, the Japanese don't really understand the American market, too. They don't understand the difference between American fans and, and whatnot. Um, there's so many things that tie up how long it takes, and we're going to get to those things in a minute. I'm afraid that if we spend too long on one thing, we won't get through everything. Anybody has anything specific about, I don't have enough money to buy anime, yeah. before we move on? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to pick up three. So, you? Yes. Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. That's alternative. Yeah. Uh, 
It is totally, I thank you for saying that. It is We're moving into a recession at Yes, exactly. Thank you. That's very, very valid point. Uh, he said, he, he heard a very well, well made point that anime or entertainment is a luxury. It's not an entitlement. And, and in a time of recession, the first thing to disappear are the luxury. So, yeah, you're totally right. That's Tiffany Grant says that all the time. She's like, you know, I'm not entitled to anything except for the air that I breathe. And, and she's right. Anime is a luxury. And just like if you want, a, you know, a mini bar in your hotel, you pay for that. Pay for any luxury you have. So, yeah. Who has anything else about the money? Money thing? Yes. Back in the back. Blonde. Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Slippery slope argument. Thank you. Slippery slope. Thank you. Huh? Yeah. That unfortunately is about a one in thirty ratio. Oh yeah, there was a McKinsey report done two years ago on. On uh, specifically, and it was it took them almost nine months to compile this information. They did information on how much is download per per person, like what what the ratio is for anime fans. The what? This was anime specific. This was a McKenzie report specifically on this subject, and the numbers have yet to come out because there are some things that involve company numbers that can't be made public. I am. Wishing with bated breath they would hurry up and release that report because the thing that makes me angry when I talk about this stuff is people are like, well, I want some numbers, prove it to me. Well, when McKenzie releases that, I can just go, ha, 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 go read the McKenzie report. I, I have no idea because I don't know the legality involved with that report being made available, but but it, it's there. It's already been done. Uh, it's there, there are a lot of things going on behind closed doors as far as studying this problem, studying what can be done about it. Also, there are lots of legal authorities looking at this problem. Hmm. I don't know about the TV Links guy. I don't know if he ever got out of jail, but you know what? If I ran Naruto fan, I would be scared shitless right now. Because uh, that guy has been pretending he lives in Germany and he does not. We know, all of us know where he lives now. So, and he's been making millions of dollars off of anime fans and not putting a penny of it back into the industry. So, uh, I would sleep with one eye open if I ran Naruto fan right now. So, uh, and that's international law. You don't want to mess with those guys. The TV link, the TV links guy got dragged out of the house in the middle of the night in underwear. What I heard. So, yes, I support that too. So uh, let's talk. Since we talked about money, let's talk about alternatives. Who can think of ways that you can watch anime for free or cheap? Because there's so many of them. It's unbelievable. Yes, this is going to be rapid fire. Funimation is streaming two episodes online of every show. Yeah. What? Vio.com is our enemy. Vio is not a legal means of watching anything, and I I relish the day that that site is shut down. Yes. 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 Pointing at yourself, you. Gaia Online. Yes. Funimation and Bandai are now using Gaia Online to stream preview episodes of things. Yeah.
Uh, Ted Turner uh, just gave Adult Swim the smackdown and said, you will show more anime whether you like it or not. So I think that's awesome. Yes? Yes. Your time goes to the mayor show. Kids want to see Inuyasha. So, yeah. Shh. We're not to that part yet. That's at the rave later. Yeah. Bleach Exile. What is that? That sounds totally illegal to me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, legal. Yeah. Mooch off of your friends. Thank you. Hey, hey, can I borrow your Boogie Pop fan discs? Dude, I don't know how many series I've lost that way, but I also have CDs in my collection, and I'm like, I can buy this. Who did I borrow this from? Yeah. Mooch off of your friends and your friends' friends. Yeah. Yeah. Crunchyroll is a weird topic because now they've moved into the uh, into the realm of legitimate authorized streaming. Yeah, they still do. They're using a really lame safe harbor model, but uh, Gonzo's going to try it out, and uh, ADB is going to try it out. Yeah, NHK is on Crunchyroll now. Yeah, yeah. I just and thanks to that, I think I just finished recording that show this week. So yeah, it's it's. I never thought we would finish it. I was like, did this project get shelved? And two or three weeks after the Crunchyroll announcement was made, we were recording it again. And I was like, oh, thank God, Yamazaki didn't disappear, you know? So, uh, yeah, so so Crunchyroll is a place where maybe we will, we will get to see anime for free and in a decent profit model. I know if, if Gonzo does it and ADB does it, I, I said in an interview earlier, if I have any faith in any company in the anime industry, it's Gonzo. They're probably the most forward-thinking and aggressive a company and studio out there, and they make smart decisions. So, as much as I dislike Crunchyroll, I have to sit on my hands and see what happens with BDH's involvement and ADB's involvement with Crunchyroll. Something good may come of it. Yeah, another uh, alternative. I think there's also, I don't know if you've seen this recently or not, but apparently, uh, there's a spin off of Black Lightning. Yeah. A lot of the a lot of the televised sites that show anime, uh, I know when Beck was premiering in Canada, Beck ran on Much Music, which is like the Canadian MTV, you could watch the first two episodes online. And it was funny because it was region locked. If you were trying to watch it from the United States, you couldn't watch it. And it's like, uh-oh, you you know, stepped across international boundaries or whatever. It was a really cute warning message. But yeah, uh, Cartoon Network did it with uh, Trinity Blood, or I guess Adult Swim did it with Trinity Blood. They've done it with several shows. Yeah. Thank you. Rentanime.com, Netflix. These places, original, yeah, Blockbuster Online, these places that used to not carry any anime, Netflix has the most retarded anime queue of any rental I've ever seen. You can get almost anything that's been released on DVD from Netflix. And I, I think Rent Anime, is it Rent or GetAnime.com? I can't remember. It's RentAnime.com. I haven't actually rented from them, but I heard it's stupid how much is there. And the thing is, they'll send that to you anywhere you live. So if you're in Paducah, you have your chance to, you know, see Ping Pong Club or something that you couldn't find. Yay, South Park before there was South Park. Um, but uh, you, you can rent older shows through there. I know Boogie Pop Fan, they have the newest release of it on Netflix, so that's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, other alternatives. <clears throat> Anime clubs. Um, there are some of the companies, and, and unfortunately, a lot of the companies are not sending free viewing material to the anime clubs anymore just because there's no budget anymore. But a lot of anime clubs were being granted preview discs in the condition that they agreed not to show unlicensed 
kids. Like, if you give up your dance subs, we will send you premiere and, you know, unreleased stuff so far. So, yeah, that was, anime clubs are a big deal. Uh, who's got another one? Yeah. Thank you. That, those are the two, those are my two favorites. Public libraries have gotten super involved in the anime industry. Uh, manga libraries now in the United States are not uncommon, even in small towns, because librarians are recognizing the fact that manga is actually getting kids reading, which, oh my god, thank heavens, nothing other than fear factor. And, uh, kids are reading manga, they're sitting in the floor and spending hours in the library, and librarians love that. So um, libraries also have you know, government money that they can spend increasing their, their sales. All the companies that I work for have sent things to libraries for their manga libraries and for their video libraries. And the most important, you paid all this money to get into a convention, why don't you watch a show you've never seen before? It's totally free. I don't care if I'm the most macho guy on earth, you know what? I can watch Little Snow Fairy Sugar for free and not have to be embarrassed when I walk with the little pink box to the counter. Uh, Anime conventions are where I saw some of my favorite titles when I was wandering half sober in the middle of the night through the area where the video rooms were, and I'm like, what's that? And just watched anime. It's one of the things that I don't get to do anymore at conventions because my kids are busy and because I'm making noise violations at the rave. Um, but uh, but yeah, those are the two. Those are two of my favorites. Anybody have any other free alternatives? Yeah. Yeah. something that says a lot about a librarian too that's very cool if you couldn't hear the librarian is at your college yeah, yeah. is says that it, the the comics and the manga that are that are available are the most heavily circulated of any in the library and so he's matching anything that the club does as far as, as money value so that's awesome that's such a cool deal yeah I have a friend that works at Best Buy for that very reason alone. This guy over here works at the table business. Gets free table. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Work for the airlines, fly free. Yeah, I'm totally into that barter system. Like, I can give you three cheeseburgers for a CD. You know, I'm, I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Is it legal to waste stuff? Is it? Okay. It's a DRM site. The problem we talked about with DRM sites, though, is there's this computer that runs beautifully that has a little apple on the back of it. And until the DRM, until the people that are doing all these other, yes, two of them. I love Apple fans. We're retarded, aren't we? We get proud over nothing. We're like, so, uh, but yeah, until the DRM sites make it a universal deal, uh, there's so many sites that, you know, like even ADD Universe was like, and they were telling me, they're like, pimp out air gear available for download. And I was like, okay, well, I'll check it out. And I was like, I was gonna download the Japanese version because obviously I heard air gear in English. So I'm like, does not work on a Mac. I'm like, I will no longer pimp this show until you have a way for me to watch it on my Macintosh. So, uh, so, uh, huh? Netflix Online. Netflix, Netflix Online does it? Oh, uh, the one that you can actually watch there on your computer, yeah. Yeah. 
we were talking we were talking about this actually in an interview the, the interview that I did right before the Negima panel um, you know there are several formats that again just like the Americans and the Japanese disagreeing on release dates and things like that it requires some some meeting in the middle between these two companies this one with the apple and this one with the gay flag hey the apple logo is a rainbow flag too if you look at it really carefully so uh they're both fairly gay but uh it is more of rainbow the windows flag is limited to four colors but uh wait, yeah that's four um but uh the, and the penguin, but you know the penguin's not really in the big waves. The penguin is up, has got many fans, and the little red hat also. But yeah, but but we're getting off subject. We're, we're bagging on computers now, and they do that for themselves. But until the DRM menu, or the people, until the people, you know, arguing on what the best DRM is, uh, be it for music or for video, until it's cross-platform, until it's really kind of international and universal. Some of the sites are going to be only popular to a few people. Anybody have any other free alternatives? Right stuff. Thank you. One of the best companies anime fans can like do. If you meet somebody that works for Right Stuff, uh, give them your parking space. You know, like ask them if they're hungry. Uh, they have the most ridiculous deals on anime. What was that, 25 for 100 recently? It was like 25 DVDs for $100. 25 DVDs for $100. Um, and, and here's the deal, like, honestly, I have had huge differences with Right Stuff, uh, specifically because they chose not to dub Super Gals Season 2. Uh, but you know what, as a company, I can say nothing bad about them. There are... They've done so much for anime fans, and they and they bust their buns to get stuff out to you cheap. The Super Gals box set, one of the first season, thirteen bucks for the disc and the box. I didn't even get it that cheap. I only got the disc. I had to go out and buy the box, and I spent thirty bucks on it. So yeah, right stuff. International, best best game in town, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. No, we're going to talk about eBay in just a little bit. We're going to talk about eBay when we talk about how to spot bootleg DVDs because 90% of what you're seeing on eBay right now is bootleg. It's straight up bootleg. Yeah. Central Park, was it Central Park Media? Yeah, 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 CPM, definitely, yeah. They're, they're also another company that, you know, that tried and tried and tried to figure out what, what would work. So yeah, but, and I don't think, do they still, I don't think they're doing that at all, for another reason, but yeah. Oh yeah, oh my God, these guys like Steve Lynn in here in the dealer's room, like, not only are you supporting the industry, but you're also supporting vendors that do nothing but cater to us as anime fans. And it's cheap at some conventions, it's very cheap. Yeah, five for 40 bucks, that's that's a deal. I don't think that's Steve Lynn though, that must be the, that must be a, eight for 60? Oh, awesome, you work for my Uncle Steve. 
He's not really, if you saw Steve, you know he's not my uncle, but I, call it, I see him more than I see my family. That's it. We definitely got our ability to drink from the same person, I think. But yeah, Steve went, I, I, I watched that man load that white van up so full that sometimes it goes around the corner leaning, but he spends his whole life on the road going from convention to convention to convention, and that's somebody that's not only supporting the industry, that supports us as fans. Like, his whole living is based on the fact that he tries to give you as much as he can. So that's support mom and pop shops, definitely, yeah iTunes, yeah, buck ninety nine for an episode. Granted, it's all dubbed right now because there's subtitled option, but the what? Really on iTunes now? Wow, I got you know Afro Samurai is I don't consider it really definitely a full anime deal, but it was Gonzo's project, so I wanted to support it. Nine bucks for the first season. I'm like. I totally have nine bucks. I've paid more than that for a bad cheeseburger, you know, like, and I had all of the first season of Afro Samurai. So those are, there's plenty of alternatives. I, I don't ever want anybody to think that there's no way to preview it. There's a bunch that we haven't touched on. Amazon uh, and another site were letting you preview the first two episodes of Cromartie High School before it was sold. Um, Anime Network, before their disappearance, uh, was to streaming anime online. Um, the Funimation channel, Colors, there's several people bringing you anime for free. The what? Colors? Oh, that sucks. That's the only reason my dad ever saw Spiral. Um, but, uh, but the Funimation channel, they, they have their own cable channel. And, and again, we'll talk about a cable monopoly later, because that's a subject we've already got. Yes, I'm going to try to get as much done, so unless it's about what we're talking about, I'm not going to take any more questions right now or comments. Is it? Yes, okay, what? Oh yeah, go to the ADV panel. They always give away tons of free DVDs at the ADV panel. Funimation booth always has the sampler disc you can get, so I, I'm sure CPM and Bright Stuff and all those guys do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did they have the Animini and the manga? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I used to love the little animes, and they were selling it. They used to sell them at Hot Topic and all that. It's really funny. These little baby DVDs. So there's one with the first manga of Cromartie. That's cool. How many episodes? One? Two? One or two? Yeah. But those are short episodes. I think those are 15 minute episodes. 11 minutes? Yeah. They're short. They're like the Stealing from Rumi episodes. They're super fast. Yeah. One more, and then we have to move on. Yes, New Type USA. They're gone. The only thing left is their horrible, ugly, imposter little brother, which is Otaku USA, which is not a replacement for New Type, unfortunately. What? Why? That's fine. I have friends that wrote for New Type, and I also have a friend that's on executive staff at Otaku USA. So, my friend can talk to your friend. The fact is, New Type was a Japanese magazine, and New Type USA was a very expensive magazine to produce, and no imitation of that magazine will ever take the place of that magazine being gone. That magazine was one of the best things anime fans had going for it. It was not promoting anything other than Japanese culture and animation. It was not, it had no other interest than that. So if you want to get ugly, again, you're not going to punk me in my own panel. And uh, I have just as many friends as you do. So uh, 
Uh, that's not to say there aren't other anime magazines. I love Anime Insider. I love Summer and the guys that run that magazine, but the posters aren't big enough for my walls. They also need to stop spoiling the ends of series in the letters section. Oh my gosh. But you know what? I, but I love what they do. And here's what I can say good about Otaku USA. They're still striving to bring DVDs in every, in every issue, which that may change at some point, because you know what? That costs money. Um, the fact is, Protoculture Addicts is probably one of the oldest running anime magazines, and it's so funny to me that so few people read it. Uh, it's run by anime fans. There's no giant publisher behind that magazine, but it has none of the support that the other magazines have. Go find an issue of it. It's hysterical, and the people that write for it are people that you probably walk next to today at this con. Uh, I know three writers for Protoculture Addicts that are here right now. So, uh, you know, the, those are the things. But those magazines did give us free alternative. Yes, who has anything else about that before uh, someone's friend comes in and has a talking with me? Anybody? Anybody? I'm making a joke. It's an attempt to make light of an awkward situation. Here we go. And now, on to the next subject, please. Um, Let's get to probably thank a glow stick. Thank you. Awesome. Are y'all gonna be there tonight? Yes. Rock on. I will see you guys in a little bit. Thanks for being here. Um, let's get to the one that's the hardest to discuss because this is the panel. I think we're gonna run out of time in a big mofo way. So I'm gonna get to the the granddaddy of them. Not licensed. That's the one that is probably the biggest deal for most anime fans. Uh, and I already pulled it. Okay. Well, we're gonna have a raise. <laughs> Okay, so the licensing issue is a big deal. The licensing issue is huge because um, how many of you have ever heard of a show called Legend of the Galactic Heroes? You know, people get so crazy when you say that. Or Sexy Commando. Or some of the Macross movies. Ma many of the Macross movies. Yes, okay. There are shows that we have established that we'll probably never see an American license. Okay. This is the only argument that I do not have an answer for. And here's the thing. Wait, I'm just starting. Give me a second. Um, one, I'm just some dude. And I am a fan also, so I get just as impatient as anybody else. But if I don't have an answer to that question, I will tell you why some of these titles will never see the light of day. And it's very, very easy to explain because the licensing process is the thing I wanted to know the most about when I first started working in this industry. Being nerdy, being a fan, I'm like, why isn't this coming here? And David Williams would go, all right, come on now, you know? And uh, so I learned a lot about licensing. Uh, I will not use any specific title as an example because they all have their own different quirks, legally. Back in the old days, with a lot of our older shows, uh, such as a lot of the old giant robot shows, um, there was only ever one revenue stream for that show, and that was television. Then the home market appeared, and there were two sales. There was television broadcast and home market. Okay. As those shows went through both of their fiscal lives, the market kind of changed, and there becomes DVD release, Laserdisc release. What happened with these older shows is in an attempt to make money or continue to be profitable, once the show had run its natural course of profit, the last thing they did, I don't know why I'm drawing a square, y'all can't see this. Um, I am drawing a square on my paper right now. Um, what they did was essentially what you do with a piece of land, 
that you want, let's say you have a piece of land and you want $100,000 for it and you can't get $100,000 for it. You can break it up, now I'm drawing across through my square. Uh, you can break it up into four pieces and maybe not sell those four pieces for 100,000 each, but maybe 30,000. That's a more digestible bite, which still makes you make more money by, you flip a little bit, by about 20,000. So what happens is Older shows are divided into licensing camps. You have broadcast license, merchandise license, soundtrack license. In some cases, character design, because there are characters from shows that have gone on to be the spokesperson for some piece of gum or some soda or whatnot, so there's that also. Um, now, in order to, now I'm drawing little X's in my box, in order, and one big X through the whole thing, in order to redistribute that show in the United States, what do you think has to happen? You have to acquire all of those licenses. It is just like Monopoly. The problem is, some of these shows, the pieces of license have been traded off like real estate or like stock. There are a few big robot shows that Matt, both Matt Greenfield and David Williams were just horny to deliver to you guys. They're just like, oh my god, this is the best big robot show ever, and if they could just see this, da 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 you know. And they went on a hunt for these licenses. And in some cases, they could find all but one license. In some cases, it costs more money to acquire all these licenses than it did to actually, you know, than, it would, than we would ever see on a return. Uh, but because they're fanboys, they wanted to see these shows see the light of day. Unfortunately, there's no fix for that. Because if we were to produce it without one of those people's permission, guess what then happened? If you would say in jail or in court or, I mean, it's, it's a really bad situation. Uh, and as much as I would love to see a DVD, so sexy, a DVD release of Sexy Commando, I don't think it's going to happen. But... Uh, to say that that's content-driven is false. Dance saw the light of day in the United States. My favorite thing about that, and I know, I love that show, even though I play the most horrifying character in the world in that show, um, I love that because it was proof that it wasn't content-based. There is, if you want anything objectionable, watch Dance. There's a little <laughs> bit of everything that makes you go yes. for a reason. Um, but the fact is, it saw the light of day in the States. And people were like, well, the manga will never come to the United Well, guess what? Dark Horse is releasing the manga now. So if there's a market for it and it's available, it will be here. Things like um, you know, the Macross movies. I think with one of the Macross movies, the whole deal is the soundtrack. Um, with other shows, it's the broadcast license, which is funny because some of these old shows will never ever be broadcast on television. Um, so that's licensing, and here's, because I don't have a good answer to that, and I'll get both of you guys in one sec. Um, here's the thing about that that I think is good and bad. Um, with my little piece of property, let's say I won't sell, and I won't sell, and I won't sell, and I want more, because in some cases these people want more money than these properties are worth. Eventually, if no one buys this, guess what happened? People are like, hey, well, did you check out this neighborhood over here? So at some point, you're going to have to call it a day, and you're going to have to sell it to somebody. The cool thing is, when you get to that point, they're desperate. They will sell cheaper than they would originally. 
So I'm not saying never. I think if, if the anime community finds a legal way to produce cheaper and faster, that some of these shows may see the light of day. I don't think that it makes sense to release a show like Zabungle with a digital 5-1 mix and extras and, and whatnot. But you know what? If there's a cheap way to download it, all of us old school fanboys would download Zabungle because as, as old as that show is, I'm gonna watch it again. But, so some of these older licenses may see the light of day, but right now, there's no other way to see them. So is there any legal, I shouldn't say legal, because we had this discussion a few minutes ago, is there any ethical way that you can watch some of these shows? Yeah. You can buy the R2s, which violate trade agreements and all of that, but uh, somebody was like, how can you say that? You make such a moral argument. No, I just don't want the anime industry to go away. Anybody that looks at me and says I've never been bad or never break the rules, wow, you are, I'll sell you some swamp property in Louisiana later if you get that. Um, I, I don't think that it's not wrong to bring in an R2, but you know what, at least if I buy an R2 through a, a reliable source that I know is not bootlegging them, well at least I know that, you know, Takahashi got the money, or that the money went back to Broccoli or Pony Canyon or somebody that brings me anime. I, you know, I'll buy that, and I don't, I don't have an R2 player, and I can only think of one R2 that I own, and it's just for the box. I don't think I've ever even watched it. It's just a gorgeous box, and I'm a nerd, and I collect things and stuff. Uh, but that's, that's an option. Is there another option? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Yamato is one of those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's been the case with more shows than you would imagine. Um, so, while I don't, now I've got the hiccups. You know, like, oh my god, you really just my first sip of Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> okay, so, while I don't have an answer for licensing, there are, um, there are other things that come up with licensing that I'll talk about real briefly because um, one of the most recent arguments I heard was against Beck, which as much as I love that show and as much as I fought to work on that show and as much of a legal nightmare as that show was, uh, it was one that I told people I'll fight someone in the parking lot over Beck, like I'll get into a totally ridiculous fight over that. Um, there are other licensing issues that have nothing to do with broadcast or making money or anything like that. We just lost a bunch of them. I'm totally teasing. Thank you guys for being here. No, I'm so ADD, I have to call attention to anything that grabs my attention. I'm like, oh, there are people moving in this room. Uh, thank you guys for stopping by, too. Uh, I said stopping. Uh, uh, there are other licensing agreements that could hold up a title totally, and uh, somebody recently was like, well, I hate the fact that when someone says bet, they think of that dumb rock musician. Let me tell you something very cool about that dumb rock musician. That is the one person that could have single-handedly stopped the release of Beck in the United States. And guess what? He not only knew about the show, he thought it was cool that they make a joke about him in the show, and at one point Funimation was trying to get him to do a voice in the show, and it didn't work out. I think it would have been awesome if Beck Hansen was the voice of Eddie from Dying Breed. How ridiculously cool would that be? But it just, you know, he's a rock star for a reason. He's a rock star and he couldn't do it. But the fact is, 
Um, there are licensing issues that come into play that are ridiculous and have nothing to do with us. My favorites are the, uh, is Allison here? Allison said she was gonna try Scott by. Allison Victory, she's the voice of Conan in Case Closed. Yeah, yeah she's awesome. And like, how ridiculous is it that she's that sexy and that voice, like she's, the, she's like this beautiful woman and then she's got this little awesome voice. Um, but Case Closed is one of my favorites. People are like, it's how to take it coming. Well, yes, that is what they call it in Japan. Um, do you know who made the decision to change the name of the show? The Japanese. And why is that? Actually, the people that own the rights to Conan the Barbarian have a lockdown on Conan the Anything. <laughs> it could be Conan the Librarian, Conan the Cross-Dressing Petitier, Conan the, you know, Secrets, you know, I don't know, Scuba Diving, Conan, anything. Conan the anything is off limits. And ridiculously enough, they try to stop that. Okay, well, you and I know that Conan has nothing to do with any barbarian that was in a movie with Grace Jones, uh, but it's a tip of the hat to Conan Arthur Doyle. Um, but. Here's the, here's the decision that you have to make. You have an old show that is in danger of losing a new audience. You have a group that is going to be litigious about keeping this product from hitting the shelves. So you either fight it out forever and pay a lot of money for nothing, just so these guys can be bitter that manga sells more than comics, uh, or you can change the name and tell the story and hopefully hit a new audience. None of us have any false impressions of what that show is. That show will always be Detective Conan to us. Just like if they call Doraemon something else, Doraemon is always gonna be Doraemon to us. But in the interest of getting another whole generation of people told that story and seeing that animation, that's what had to happen. Now, here's a lesser known thing. How many of y'all saw the old Yo 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 One Piece version? Yes, and everyone groans when you say that. But guess who made the majority of those decisions? Studio Perot. Studio Perot. I don't know whether it was all Perot. I think part of it was Toei as well. But, uh, I don't know which pieces were changed for what reasons, but yeah, a majority of the changes to that show were dictated by the Japanese. Why? Can anybody think of why? Can anybody think of why? I can think of two words that sum it up. Yeah. Well, that, that's part of the whole ending reason, but what? Accessibility, not really. Okay. Uh, you said the magic word, Dragon Ball. Everybody is trying to recreate another Dragon Ball Z. The deal is, if you get a show on television and it is popular, look at what it did for Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z still sells thousands of units in its fourth or fifth version. Pokemon still sells tons of toys, tons of video games. Digimon, which isn't even airing, tons of hardcore fans. Is it, is it airing again? Where is it airing? From Disney? Very, very cool. To Disney, okay, very cool. Um, if you get a show on television and get a following, you can sell anything. You can get a cup that matches at Taco Bell. You can, you know, sell a lunchbox, a hat, a backpack. 
marketing and merchandising is a huge part of all this. And, and so to get things on television and TV, there are certain things that cannot happen. There can, oh my God, Burger King, I just got in. Hello, Burger King. I will not let you scare me, even though you haunt my dreams at night. That's funny. That is the most disturbing marketing campaign any company ever came up with. But it works, because everybody knows it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, speaking of marketing, like, that's the big deal. You can't show people smoking on television, so suddenly people have these gay lollipops in their mouth. You know, suddenly characters have a different name than they used to. Um, that happens more often than you would think. And in many cases, as with the case of the guitar Lucille in Beck, is not called Lucille anymore because it was a legal issue. And for the Japanese, it was a no-brainer. They're like, uh, rock and roll name, rock and roll prudence, done, over. Like, it was that quick. Even though it was an integral part of the story, and I'm not gonna tell you why if you haven't seen the show, it, all that it had to have was a good rock and roll name. That's all they cared about. And because of B.B. King's estate, we could not use the name Lucille for that guitar. It's that ridiculous. You can't, you can't copyright a name, and Gibson has released the image of the Les Paul into the public domain, so why can't we use it? Because B.B. King's estate opened a restaurant called Lucille's, and guess what's in the logo? A limited edition Les Paul hollow body. Forever sealing anyone from ever being able to call a limited edition Les Paul hollow Lucille ever again without paying B.B. King's estate quite a bit of money. So for the Japanese, it was a no-brainer. It was like, um, 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 prudence. Wasn't as easy to say. It was kind of hard to say actually sometimes, but that was it. The more important thing was telling the story. And, and unfortunately, when it comes to licensing issues like that, it is we tie ourselves up on, an, an, on a small issue because we as fans fixate on those issues. Well, Funimation called her Aya, and her name is really Aya. I have an aunt with a horribly ugly name, and I'm not gonna say it because it may end up on YouTube and she'll like call my mom crying or whatever, but you know who you are with the ugly name. Uh, but I don't love her any less, uh, and she still makes a mean pecan pie and all that. I, if I fixated all day long on her name, it's kind of ridiculous. If all that you have to say about a company is they mispronounce the name of the show, well, you know what? There's that magic button. You can watch it in Japanese and hear the girl's name as Aya, and it's over. But um, to use that as an excuse to stick another nail in the coffin is not going to work for me. Uh, so licensing issue, I'm going to move uh, to, since that, since we brought up Yo 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 One Piece, let's talk about editing, because censorship and editing is always a big hot button issue with anime fans. My favorite is, uh, on the Adult Swim boards when Trendy Blood was airing, where they cut out all the blood. Animation destroyed all of the blood and all of the good violence in Trendy Blood. Well, how many of you bought the DVD? I remember a bunch of vampires eating it in that scene, and I remember blood. I remember when the room cleared and Trace was standing there, blood on everything. What is shown on TV is not what we sell. What is shown on TV is the baby's applesauce version of these shows. In Full Metal Alchemist, when Kimberly touches that man's head, it explodes. It does not cut to a commercial break. The man's effing head explodes. Not an inch of animation wasted, ever. And it's awesome, it should explode. But that's the thing, it's not edited. 
Um, in fact, it's been a really long time since we've had a company that just hacked and chopped away and created another series called Another Name uh, out of a wonderful show that didn't need to have that done to it. But the fact is, most of what people do is, is in fact unedited. Now, people always want to hate on poor kids. Okay, don't you think that poor kids have the blessing of the Japanese with almost every single thing they do? The Japanese are hoping for another hit. And poor kids is known to have really good TV deals. They can get your show on TV, if it's a good enough show. So, whether you don't like the word Hollywood Mew Mew or not is pointless. <laughs> the person that owns the rights to that show said, look, I'm gonna trust this company to do what is best with my product. And this gets into a weird intellectual property argument because as creators of the show, we as fans can think we're entitled to everything in the world, but if the creator of the show doesn't care about this and only this, guess what, it's their prerogative. I could be the most, and bear with me because you're gonna think this is ridiculous for a second, I could be the most brilliant portraiture artist in the States. I could do the most believably beautiful oil paintings of celebrities. And let's say, bear with me again, I painted the most beautiful picture of Paris Hilton. I know that's a contradiction <laughs> in terms. I would make sure to put a lazy eye in the picture. Um, but yeah, I, I was there. She's rich. I'm not. That could be that. I'm better. Um, but uh, you could herald that as the most beautiful painting of Paris Hilton. But if, as the artist, I thought it was funny to put jail bars in front of her face, it's my painting. And I can do that if I choose. Um, if a company that owns the intellectual property to a license like One Piece, like Pokemon, like Hollywood Mew Mew, uh, if they choose to go with a company that is going to alter it slightly and maybe expand it to a broader audience, it's that person's story to tell and it's that person's right to do it. What is your alternative? How can you ever see One Piece? Well, now, Funimation kind of made that because they're doing the unedited. But let's say it's Hollywood Mew Mew. We already discussed it. There's always the R2, if you really have to have it. They're always, you know, and, and if not, guess what? May I suggest Boogie Pop Phantom? May I suggest Little Snow Fairy Sugar? There's another show for you out there, but we're not entitled to something just because we want it a certain way, yeah. She's itching, she's like moving around in her seat, so I have to, I have to call on you. Yes, I do too sometimes, but it, I'm not an editor. Uh, you know what, I, I don't go on any of that. I, I can only talk about the things I know about. Like, I don't know, look what I did. I accidentally opened it, so I so said we're having a little rave in here now. So I had to, at least I'm on the dark side of the room. Okay, we <laughs> Oh, awesome. Um, so the deal is, wow, you got friends. People like came over through you as you did that. That was awesome. So I followed you that side of the room. Um, but, uh, the, 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 oh my God, thank you. Wow, and it's a Whopper too. Okay. Awesome, and it smells delicious. Um, the, deal, the deal with that, um, editing choices, uh, again, we don't have any control over what's done there. Um, and, and unfortunately, that's the way it's supposed to be. I, you know, I don't get to tell them what to cut out. 
you know, and in some cases the American distributors amplified because if the Japanese say, do whatever you have to do to get this on television no matter what, I might be talking about a long show about guys that fight that goes on forever, but if that's what the company says to you, you do whatever you can because there are sleeping bags and card games and video games and bobblehead dolls and all this other stuff that depends, there you go, that depend on that show becoming popular. So that's kind of why some of that um, editing takes place. Now, since they said on here, uh, we're gonna also talk about this real quick, because it also gets to, people always complain about the way things are edited on Adult Swim. Adult Swim is not our friend of anime fans. I'm gonna say that, and I'm gonna say it again, and somebody's like, oh, aren't you afraid to say that in front of a camera? No, because I was given a shirt when I toured the Adult Swim facilities, now granted, I'm a nerd, I had to touch the Space Ghost set. I was like, is that a Space Ghost set? And they're like, yeah, yeah. Why is it in the hallway? And they're like, uh, we, we didn't know where to put it. And so like a dork, I literally did this. So it was like, we were walking around. I touched the Space Ghost set, I thought it was so cool. And I was like, I wonder where Brack is, you know? Like, I all retarded about it, but the fact is, when we were done with our tour, it was the cast of Alchemist, and we were touring, we did this like on-screen thing, and, and when we were done, it was just a few of us, it was like me, Chris Patton, Tiffany Grant, Sarah Nicholas, Mike McFarlane, and one other person. Uh, they took us to the closet where all the free stuff is, and I got like a Venture Brothers watch, and a Brack wallet, and all this cool stuff. And that's all, I, I, I just wanted my Brack wallet anyway. Um, then they gave us this shirt, it was the Adult Swim Street Team shirt. It's a picture of Laszlo, who's very well known for hating anime anyway. He was the president of Adult Swim. He's the bitter looking guy with a lot of gray hair. He's dressed up as the Statue of Liberty, only it's a toga. And the banner across his chest reads, because anime is to suck. Now I'm the only hardcore fanboy, and I don't think Tiffany paid enough attention to really see what it said. Mike McFarlane knows what a horrible temper I have. And I go, I'm looking for Chris and go, mm -hmm. oh, this is great, Mike. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> like, Mike did everything he could to get me to shut my mouth right that second. I'm like, I don't want, and then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna hang on to this because at some point somebody's not gonna believe me. And that shirt is still in my closet. And at some point, if you see me with the shirt on that has man in a toga, Make sure, because I will do it at 5 megapixel resolution so that you can zoom in real close and read the front of that shirt. Because I swear to God, as you could strike me dead for telling this lie, that shirt exists and I still have it. So that should tell you a little bit about their commitment to anime. They're not a big fan of what we do and what we love. They use anime to promote very bizarre shows like Tom Goes to the Mayor. Um, and what was that, what was that weird butt show? What is it? Wait, one person tell me. Assie McGee. I said that at a con, somebody's mother was like, I do not appreciate you saying Assie McGee to my Assie McGee, really? Yeah, you can make fun of anime fans, but you pay money for something called Assie McGee. Alright, cool. Sure, I buy that. Um, the what? 
perfect hair forever. I am so glad I don't watch TV now. Like, I'm glad that my TV is a screensaver for my room and a place where the porn appears and the video games happen, and that's it. Oh my gosh, perfect hair forever, really? I gotta see that at least once to see how horrible that must be. Wow. A singing hamburger. A singing hamburger. Well, now that makes me kind of happy right now. It's, it's time for lunch almost. But uh, but uh, the the deal is um, the other thing I hear and somebody said, well, the, a lot of the shows I like are not on TV. Oh, really? Because all us old school anime fans get to watch everything we wanted on TV, right? <laughs> It was all free. It's so weird because working in the industry, and autograph lines are where I see it the most. Somebody will come through my autograph line, they have no clue who I am, except for the obnoxious guy with the pink hair or purple hair or whatever. And they put this piece of paper in front of me, it's like a blank sheet of paper, and they're like, I don't know, who, who are you? I'm like, I don't know, but I am just a voice actor. Have you been in anything important? I don't know, what do you watch? Like, Johnny, Johnny Bosch and I always laugh about it. We're like, no, I'm not in anything, I haven't done anything. <laughs> and I'll sit there and giggle to each other. And uh, I'm like, you in Cowboy Bebop? No. You in Trigun? No. And Johnny goes, <laughs> <laughs> My favorite is, uh, my favorite is when they ask me, they're like, are you in Full Metal Alchemist? I'm like, no. Which is a lie. <laughs> but if you don't know who I am, why are you waiting in line for my autograph? That's the most silly thing I've ever heard. But it, it's a breed of fan that it's like Cowboy Bebop, Inuyasha, Trigun, Full Metal Alchemist, uh, Death Note. They only know anime that is on television. Now, anime fans that collect and buy, because only the best shows make it on TV, right? In fact, if it's on TV, I can guarantee you there's a better show out there than that show. Because the deal is, we don't have that open audience on television. In fact, certain things are not marketable for a television audience. The best anime is not the anime you're going to see for free. The best anime is the anime that you're going to go hunt down and find like a gem uh, in a coal mine. It's, it's fun to find a good show and, and to do that. That's part of the fun of, of shopping for an anime show. Um, so not on TV. Don't hear anybody crying there. The girls from the our friends. Edited for kids. Uh, not lies, but you've never lies to Translation issue, here we go. How many of you think that when you watch a fan sub, you're getting the clearest translation, the best translation possible? <laughs> oh, I can just move right on then. Uh, here's the one that I always tell people, because uh, Yoshikoshi Abe was always fascinated with how well serial experiments lean within the United States. Fascinated, couldn't believe serial experiments did so well. Which, it's a beautifully animated show, regardless of this known fact, but every single fan subbing group missed this point. Everybody that fan subbed the show got it wrong. Jinion didn't choose to do this, but I think it was on purpose. Most of the point of that show is a slam on American culture. It is a horribly anti-American show. It is basically a look at, his, look at what's wrong with your country show. It is horribly anti-American, and Abe could not understand the Lane Lunchbox theory. Jinion was selling a Lane Lunchbox. And he was very fascinated with why Lane was so popular. Well, I think the art style is the main reason Lane is so popular, but not a single fan subbing group got it. Uh, 
people fanboy group, and that's people that have lived in Japan know there is something other than college Japanese and restaurant Japanese and fanboy Japanese. Living in Japan, you realize there's a very difference, or a, a, a very big difference between contextual Japanese, trans, very translation Japanese, regional Japanese. Uh, people from Osaka sound nothing like people from Kobe. That's an obvious what? I'm actually covering that. Are you? Awesome. When, when is your panel? Oh my god, I hope I do not have a panel. That will be a fun. I'd like to actually sit in the back of the room and hear that panel. Because i got a friend that's going through that right now. He's like, oh my god. He's having a fit. That's, all. that's a fascinating panel. Maybe I'll actually do a panel tonight. Am I? Awesome. Uh, and me appear in the shadows wearing a hoodie and sunglasses. Um, but uh, the, the funny thing is, if, if fan subs were so accurate, all the fan subs that my friends have, all of those, always start with this. Now, my Japanese isn't so good, so if you find any corrections, send them to, you know, idiot at yahoo.com, you know, like, really, that's a great way, like, when I'm serving your food. Now, I don't really know anything about the food preparation business, and, and I have these, you know, lesions on my hand, but I, I really try, here, enjoy your food. Uh, can I just have a soda, please? And could you really put some gloves on? <laughs> so uh, the translation issue leads me to something that I think is really, really cool, and it's something that as a geek I get very fascinated talking about, and that is translation notes, cultural notes. Did I skip over something? Oh, no, I'm saying, did, did I miss something? Because I know I said I would come back to you, and I don't know if I got back to what you needed to say. No, I was just going to say that. Oh, okay. One that was shown to Funimation recently is very much that case. Very Yes, yeah, it's a group of people that are learning first year Japanese, yeah. And and even the hardcore fan sub groups will admit that they'll rush and not spot check to be the first ones to get it up on BitTorrent. They admit that openly. They openly admit that. And unfortunately, until they all stop breathing the air that I do, I won't be happy. So, uh, but yeah, they openly admit that they will skip over translation issues to get it out first. And even if somebody's the last one to get it out, they're still going to find an argument in there anyway. So, but but yeah, I'm saying as far as translation is concerned, that's an issue. It's it's totally an issue. Yeah. Yes. Yes, and you don't know how many times we have had to change the script, even though we had someone that was speaking proper, you know, like people that are not like white girls from down the way. It's like people like named Shoko, you know, who, God, that's, that's, yeah, she's from uh, Michigan. Yeah, I mean, Shoko Uno is one of the best translators in the business who used to work for ADB. She could do the translation perfectly, and when it was sent back, they're like, okay, this isn't really what we were trying to say, though. That happened with Evangelion. There was some very major cleanup in what was supposed to be the translation with Evangelion at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, so sometimes even the direct translation is really not what the creator was trying to do to begin with. But yeah, yeah. No. 
Oh, very cool. Well, then I definitely, I don't get to spend much time on YouTube. Like, I check to see what people are uploading with me. There's always <laughs> weird stuff on there, like whether I like my toilet paper over or under. Um, what is it? Clips of under, of course. Um, but, uh, and clips of me DJing, which, because I have pre-release material, was not supposed to be heard until it comes out. I'm like, please don't videotape anything from Maverick that's not out yet, or, or you know, whatnot. But, um, I'll definitely look it up, because I do a search on fan stuff all the time, because people always videotape parts of this panel, and I encourage them to upload it. That's what should be on YouTube, you know? Like, it, it makes some points about how the transitions are, are, are sketchy. Very, very sketchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing that, that, that Cowles and Jaffe always says about translation, who's the director of Helsing. He always says, you know, the problem is you have a company that is held accountable by the original creators for the accuracy of their translation. Now, that's nothing. That's the stuff with a line through it. I don't know why I did it even. Uh, no no diagram at all. Now it, it looks, ooh, now it looks like something else. Um, it looks like the back end of a cat, and I don't know why. Um, but uh, you have a group, you have a, a company, a licensor that, that you know you have to answer to when you have a bad translation or a bad packaging or whatnot. Then you have a fan study group that answers to no one. And there's a problem right there, because if it's wrong, there's nothing, no harm that's going to be coming to them, because they're breaking the law anyway. So, um, I want to get to something that, uh, how are we doing on time? Uh, we got Five minutes. Yeah. Jeez, okay. I'm going to make this point, and here's the other thing. Um, since we always run out of time in this panel, um, I will say, while we're talking about YouTube, this entire panel is available on YouTube, and... The neat thing about watching that panel is the audience is very different. One, it was the first time we did this panel after Jenny on collapsed. So it's a very different panel because you can see panic on my face and in the audience member's face, which consists of Crispin Freeman, Callis and Jaffe, uh, Kyle Bear, my brother, Michael Coleman, who is hysterical, who's playing devil's advocate at the back of the room. He's like, well, well I mean, what, what if I down, what if I like to download? And he was just being silly, but he almost got beat up after the panel was over. And I had to tell him, like, whoa, 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 that's my friend. He's an actor. He's just playing. Like, um, it was a very, very somber panel. And since then, they, I think they uploaded the one that was at Detour. Uh, so I apologize if we don't get to hit everything. Uh, but I do have some closing things I want to uh, hear, too, real quick. Um, wow. This is really, we got cover almost nothing that I want to. But anyway, um, panel is available online. Please watch it. Um, the, the one thing I was going to bring up real quickly, translation notes, uh, cultural notes, and extras, uh, there are a few things that we can't do that are technical limitations based on the DVD standards. Um, you know we can't use, there are three different fonts we can use. There's a maximum of five colors, one of which has to be invisible, which I have never, <laughs> ever, ever, ever understood. One of the colors, yeah. Clear. Clear is not a color. Zero. Um, and, uh, we also cannot include things like captions for the hearing impaired, um, signage. Uh, actually, signage is the only one that falls outside of that. Um, but anything extra cannot appear in the main feature. It has to be called a what? An extra. It all has to be called an extra. And that requires an extra authoring track, too. That's another separate track on the DVD authoring tool. Um, what you're going to see less and less of as the industry has more and more trouble is that there will be less extras on everything. You're already starting to see it. 
no commentaries on anything anymore. No extras, no behind the scenes. All that stuff is going away for that reason. Oh my god, there's an alien in here. I didn't see it. Rock on. That's awesome. Very cool. Wow, and shiny too. That would scare the spine out of me at night. Um, so here's, okay, so we run out of time, so let me do just a few real quick things. Um, first of all, the, the thing that we used to end this panel on was, well, what the industry's not doing for us as fans. Um, I've decided to change the end of this panel to what can we as fans do to help the industry. Um, yeah, and, and I don't mean to model it in a JFK style, but at this point, um, to, to continue to make demands on an industry that is limping on its last breath is kind of like kicking a dog that just got hit by a car. Especially if it's a dog that you have a lifetime of experiences with that you will miss greatly if it's gone. Um, there are a lot of really important people that are doing everything they can, fans, that are doing everything they can to make a difference. There's a group of kids in Boston that started SaveOurAnime.com uh, that, by the way, the one thing I didn't get to talk about that I think is important is how to spot bootleg material. Go visit SaveOurAnime.com. They have a whole section on what to look for in a bootleg. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of the other, if, if you look up Anime Piracy FAQ, you will find a world of information. The other thing I want everybody to remember is not all of the information I got was easy to do this panel. It's come from years of me asking annoying questions of people. More than that, it had me digging all over the internet for answers. Um, people always think it's my job to prove my point. Um, I'm just here because I care about the industry. Um, I don't get paid to do this. Like I said, my life would be infinitely better if I went back to work in the IT field. Uh, my wallet would thank me. But I know people whose lives have been greatly affected by anime, and some people that would have never made it out of their teenage years without anime. Uh, one of my best friends included. Um, I don't think it's over, because people are like, well, what do you say? What do you say? Uh, and here we go, Apple people. Get ready to get all excited again. Um, Apple computers should have died in the mid-80s. By all means and by all business plans, there's no reason we should even see an Apple logo today. But Apple fans are retarded. They refuse to use anything but Apple. We even bought the movie because it still was cool. I don't care what anybody says. And somehow or another, now Apple has turned it around and they run the game again. Uh, they practically own the music industry at this point. Um, I believe anime fans to be good people, I believe them to be passionate people, and I believe them to not be crappy for the most part. Uh, and so I'm hoping that if all of us want to see something continue, that we make a difference one way or the other. And I don't know how this game will end. I have no idea. Hang on guys, we're almost done. This is like the, the message part at the end. Um, I don't know how it will end. Uh, the only thing I can do is thank you for being here, thank you for caring, thank you for listening, even if you don't agree with me, thank you for participating in something like this. If we could get the industry to sit down and talk like this, I think we would have a little bit further more to go. But um, until then, y'all take care of each other, keep buying anime, keep supporting these guys in the dealer's room, and uh, come to the raid and make a lot, of work, and a lot of noise tonight. Thank you guys so much.
Thanks for listening to the AnnieGamers podcast. To hear more, subscribe to our feed at feeds.feedburner.com slash podcast, or find us in the iTunes store. To contact us, send an email to podcast at anniegamers.com. Don't forget to dig us, review us on iTunes, and of course, tell all your friends about us. For news, reviews, and more about your favorite anime, manga, and video games, visit us at www.anniegamers.com. Catch you next time, everybody.